Stories of the human spirit. Candid conversations about action, passion, and love. The Law of Action is about living in balance, moving forward with momentum in inspired action. Overcome challenges, create success, amplify your life, and achieve things you never thought possible. It's all waiting for you. If you're ready to break through your fears and live your life in massive action, this is the show for you. He's a best-selling author, speaker, advisor, your host, Mr. Action himself, Rob Actis. Welcome to the show. I am so excited about today's guest. Okay, I'll be frank and perfectly honest. I have such a crush on this guest. I'm just being, letting you know. So if I, so if I get a little messed up here or I get a little you know, distracted or whatever, you'll know why because she's so adorable and she is such an incredible human being. She is a confidence therapist, an authentic dating strategist. How cool is that? And she has a vat of knowledge and experience as a therapist, certified style coach, dating coach, and matchmaker. She's helped people find lasting love and connection, attract success, and build valuable relationships using her very unique confidence makeover process. And my friend Kimmy has been the leading love expert on the traveling live dating show, The Great Love Debate, and the cable reality dating show, The Romance. You can also listen to her on her podcast, which I was so thrilled to be asked to be a guest on the Charisma Quotient. So, ladies and gentlemen, Kimmy Seltzer. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm so excited you're here. Hello. I'm Aww. so excited. I and really I'm blushing am. with your crushing. That was so Aww, sweet. Thank you. Thank you. So, um, you know, this is a crazy time. And yeah, I want to talk about a few things. So, the show is Living a Life of Inspired Action is the theme, and it's all about foundation. So you can be successful in business and everything, but it all has to fit together. And there's a lot of lonely people out there and a lot of people that are going through relationship issues where they would like to find someone else or they've just gotten out of a relationship or they're divorced. So today, I really want to dive into living a life of inspired action in the dating scene. Are you down for that? It's totally my speed, up my alley. <laughs> All right. Well, perfect. So do you see things changing? Um, well, I guess it wouldn't be, do you see things? I've noticed that things have really changed, that people are doing um, everything they can to not be connected, and they're hiding in their houses, and they're doing the Zoom thing. But I know there's a new wave of people that want to dip their toes into actually being in front of a live human being. So let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, it's been such a ride, as you've indicated. I mean, I think... When this whole thing first started, I, I, you know, obviously everybody was worried what was going to happen with people's dating lives. How are people going to meet each other? And, you know, everyone is so different depending on where you live. And, you know, what's, there's been this almost paradoxical effect that's been happening. And it, it, it's something that none of us really predicted because everybody had to kind of shut down and slow down that with that slowing down, people are really paying attention to what they want and taking a look at 
also how things can be different. And because of that, and because of that like slowing down process, it's actually caused an acceleration of relationships. And I'll I'll explain what I mean by that. Like, you know, obviously we're all now in the virtual world, whether we liked it or not. Like the introverts are, by the way, super comfy. Like they're thriving right now. And my extroverts... By the way, to all you introverts, not all of us are introverts. And I've said this before. Mm -hmm. Um, This is killing extroverts. Like it is... Like I... uh, Oh, it's killing us. I mean... I used to hug 10, 15, 20, 30 people a day, handshakes, hugs, arms around, you know, kisses. I mean, I'm talking, I was very engaged with people in my life. And now, and especially when this first happened, uh, one or two hugs a week or so, you know, You're then my deprived. wife, moved in with me. <laughs> you know, then my, my, I got married and my wife moved in with me and, you know, I got a lot more, but it was just one person. And I love my wife to the end of the earth. But I got to tell you, my heart breaks for all of you extroverts out there that are alone. And Kimmy is going to help us really figure out how we can get out there and really have success and get someone in our life because it sucks to be by yourself, especially if you're an extrovert. Yeah. Well, and and with... With that being said, so what's happened is that, yeah, the extroverts were really having a hard time. And now it's all like even plain, right? The extroverts are learning the introverts world and vice versa, by the way. So the good news about that is now everyone's online, right? So there's there's more opportunities with that as well. And so what we're seeing is that because people are slowing down, they are learning how to converse online, they are first going on video dates before they even meet someone. There's this like emotional connection that people are forming online and getting to know one another that's been a beautiful thing. I mean, I have I have now, I'd say about five people I can think of at the top of the head that I've worked with who met their person during the pandemic and said that it's the best relationship they've ever had. And why is because that they learned how to really court each other. It's almost like going back in time to our grandparents era where people really courted one another. And, you know, up until this whole thing happened, I think we were getting so far from that where people were just swiping right and left on these apps and not really paying attention to connecting with people. So I just want to like mention that as a way of hope that it is happening and that significant changes are happening in ways of how we're all connecting. Yeah, I I think that's great and and I you know, I will share so when COVID hit, um, I had my now wife um, move in with me with her daughter. And we'd been together mm-hmm. for four years. I didn't think anything of it. And my friends are like, oh my God, she moved in with you? And what we realized was we really, really like each other. And I, I mean, it's, 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 yeah. of course we love each other, but <laughs> right. fortunately, we like each other. Like we have, we love being together and we were together for months and months, just trapped in a stupid house. And, um, I think our relationship has catapulted and closeness because one of the things, and I love what you said about communication is 
Now, you're a communicator and I'm a communicator. And my relationships before my wife, I'm a communicator and I really love to have conversations. Like all the other stuff is fun too. And I really like to have conversations, just talk, um, cuddle up in bed and just have a conversation. And that is big time, you know, juice for me. And I love that people are starting to actually have conversations and getting connected with another human being as opposed to using people for just, you know, their own self-gratification. I'll give you an example. There was a woman that I was working with who she, like before the pandemic hit, was relying on going out on physical dates like right away. And she, you know, when she would go out with these guys, if she didn't feel that sexual or physical attraction, she would just kind of dismiss it and say, oh, you know, I I didn't feel the chemistry. I, I hear that from clients all the time. Well, I have this whole thing. I believe that there's many different kinds of chemistry and I have people do a chemistry analysis. And so we were doing her analysis and it was determined that all of her previous partners ended up being like narcissistic in nature. She was attracting a lot of narcissists, guys who were takers. She was always the giver. But in the beginning, there was always that sexually charged, what I call tornado type of effect that was happening to her. So I really worked on during the pandemic, helping her build an emotional chemistry with someone before she would actually go out and see somebody. I mean, nowadays you almost have to earn the right to see someone physically. And that's not necessarily a bad thing because a lot of times that's what you need to work on. And so she did that. And I'll never forget it. She, <laughs> there was a guy that she wasn't that attracted to. She's like, Kim, don't make me do it. I don't want to talk to him. I'm like, you're doing it. I'm like, your, your type isn't working for you. So you got to do a pattern disruption. And so she did. And she had a phone date and then she moved to a video date. And she came back for a coaching session. And she said, Oh my gosh, Kim, I'm so glad that I did that. He is a great guy. And it's so different than I've ever had before. Wow. Well, that guy ended up being someone that she is now dating. And she said that it's it's the most healthy relationship she's ever been in. So that's just like one small example of what really is happening out there. That's awesome. Well, I have noticed. So I have a friend that is very attractive very attractive, like drop dead gorgeous. And she also uses her sexuality to lasso men. Yeah. yeah. And the one thing that, you know, I've had conversations with her, um, she's very smart, but she has really forgotten how to have a conversation. And so Mm -hmm. what has happened to her is she loved to have control over men with her her looks, and her sexuality. Well, um, that doesn't really work right now in 2021 as much as it used to. And she is finding, like, I can't believe it. I'm the hottest one with all my girlfriends, and they all have guys, and I don't have someone. And Mm. so it's really interesting because she doesn't want to meet them, but she's trying to do the, you know, the sex appeal um, over Zoom, but she's also you know, just being very reserved in that respect. So there's not a whole lot for her to offer. And it's really been very awakening for her because I said, you have to have a conversation. You got to talk to these people. You can't just like zoom into sex 
and then you're not having sex. So there's nothing that you can offer them. Her value seems to be living within what she can offer in, in that sense, right? And so that that's her journey is to learn, you know, who else is she and, and what where is her self-worth and value beyond just the sexuality? Exactly. And, you know, it's it's slowly progressing where, you know, she's starting to have more conversations. I've actually been working with her and just teaching her how to have a conversation, like going on yeah. a date with her and having a conversation. And it's really been enlightening to her. And it's really been um, kind of traumatic to her to see how she has been. Like all the people in our circle know who she is and know how she is. And she never realized that that was her MO. And I said, you've been so mean to men, man. You just like, you, you lasso them in and you just always get what you want. You don't get what you want. You, you know, push them aside. And so now she's really, it's been a massive pattern interrupt to mm-hmm. say the least. Hmm. Yeah. And I have to say, and this is like another trend and what I've been enjoying doing so much with people is that, see, I get really um, hands-on with my clients and I, I like to lift the hood of the engine and see what's going on inside because, you know, I'll have clients report to me. I don't understand like why this conversation didn't progress to a date or he didn't ask me out or whatever it is. I'm like, well, let me see your conversation. So now I have evidence and I have tangible things that I can work on with people looking at their conversation online. Like there's this one woman and she didn't understand why she wasn't getting asked out on a date. And this was happening to her a lot. She always got caught in the friend zone, which is another like, you know, problem that some people have. And so I looked at her conversation and I said, no wonder you're not getting asked out. She's like, what are you, what are you talking about? Like, look at, this is a long conversation. There's a lot of back and forth. I said, honey, you're not flirting. I, I look like, I, this looks like a LinkedIn exchange. I mean, you might as well like exchange like your business calendar at this point, you know? And so she was laughing. A LinkedIn no. exchange. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Serious. And so was this, and this is a big mistake that I'm seeing a lot of people do is that it becomes, you know, people complain that it feels like an interview and there's all this like Q&A that are happening. But what people don't realize is that a lot of it has to do with their, they're doing, they're asking too many questions or they're staying too factual and they're not telling enough stories. So it, it's one of my superpowers. I love helping people have like give good conversation online and how that can make a difference in attraction and getting things to progress to a phone call, to a video date, and eventually meeting out in person in a safe way. Yeah, flirting is fun. I flirt all the time, just so you know. Just, you, just a Rob, no. <laughs> no, I do. I know it's hard to tell, but no, I do. <laughs> I would never guess that. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no. no and I, I've been giving these flirt workshops all over the place. In fact, I'm in the middle of a flirt challenge right now with, with over 300 women. And it's just so much fun to help people from their body language, the way they act, you know, so much. It, people get in their heads a lot about it. Yeah, that's that's one thing. You know, one thing that I do have to say with this uh, COVID uh, pandemic is that there has been a lot of divorce, like a lot. Um, And so um, my assistant, uh, Brenna, uh, passed me a note and she says, uh, please ask. And so I'm asking you, um, (laughs) what is some advice you'd give her and all the women or men when they're ready to date again? Um, because 
they're they're in a whole nother world right now. They know what they know, but and they've been married, and now they're no longer married, and they're they're ready. But are they ready? And when do they know when they are ready? Ooh, I love this question. Honestly, we could have like another whole episode on this. Um, well, I'll throw myself under the bus and start with my own story. I mean that that was my own story, and really the the reason why I got into doing all of this. Although you know I practiced as a therapist for many many years, and all this other professional junk you heard in my bio, I, I've, I've been through it, you know, and when, I, and, and this is the, the thing that I tell people all the time, when you're, when you first get out of divorce, you, it's, it's almost like you're going back and being a teenager all over again. You know, you, you have no idea what you're doing and it depends on also how long your marriage was, right? So your identity gets wrapped up as you know, what used to be the couplehood. And now it's like this emancipation period where you're really discovering who you are separate from your partner. And that takes time. That's a process. And so the biggest advice that I always tell people is, is honor that, you know, and that, that you don't, and I always say replace the word dating because I think that's a lot of pressure for people when they're like, oh, I should start dating again, dating, dating, dating. And, you know, Replace that word with just being social. Like, what would it be like to build up your social life again, to get used to the opposite sex and be around that energy and learn how to flirt again, or if you've never learned it for the first time, and really get, I call it getting back to basics so that you're understanding what makes you tick. It's really like dating yourself, if you think about it. And when you look at it like that, it takes the pressure off. And recognize that it's, um, you know, you're on the playground, you're in kindergarten all over again. And a big mistake that I see a lot of people make is that they go back to quote unquote dating, they hop online, and then they're vetting for their next boyfriend or girlfriend. Well, that doesn't work. You're not in the PhD program. You got you to learn and, and, and go back to kindergarten and learn how to have fun and in essence, get to know yourself. Because if you jump into a relationship too soon, too fast, that's what often backfires, you know, and people are just using that as like a, a band-aid, so to speak, without really giving themselves room to explore. Right. Um, so I just gave uh, this advice to uh, my daughter um, who got divorced. Advice that I gave myself when I got divorced. And it's, it was so powerful. So I was in a marriage for a long term, almost 18 years. And um, she said some things to me that really um, had an impact on me. And they were not positive things. They were negative things. And so, you know, when, when I was ready, um, you know, I was divorced. And, and I was like, I want to go find someone amazing to be with. Uh, I really had all these voices coming in. And mm-hmm. I realized that. And so what I said to myself, which is amazing, I said, okay, I heard this a long time ago that your perception is my reality. And so I, you know, I've been told that no one liked me and that um, I wasn't fun to be around and that all these different things. And what I did was, if that was the case, and that was the interesting thing during my marriage was that she always said that I didn't have a lot of friends, but I always had wonderful people that always seemed to love me, but she always said that no one did. And so when I was ready at that point, I came to the conclusion, I said, okay, I'm going to cast aside what she said about me 
And my reality is going to be to how people are interacting with me and how people like or dislike me. And I discovered that people really liked being around me. They thought it was fun. Women like to be around me. And that was really a very powerful moment in that your perception is my reality. So um, I, I was able to really break through of a lot that she had said to me because mm-hmm. that was not the reaction that people were having around me. They were having a far different, very positive reaction. And so it really freed me up and really restored my confidence in a, in a very short amount of time, like, you know, like that. Um, and so that's what I wanted to share with people is that if you've been beat down by a spouse and you're like, oh my God, I'm not attractive. I'm not sexy. I'm not sexy. I, I, whatever, really look at how people react to you. Because a lot of men in marriage and women too um, are really mean. And, you know, one thing that I've noticed a lot of my women friends, especially ones that are getting divorced, is their husbands have really beat them down and, and made them so they don't feel powerful. They don't feel sexy. They don't feel attractive. They don't feel lovable. And what, I, what I've done with a few of them is, you know, I want you to look at how the circle of people you have around you react to you. They all love you. So that's where you want to give the power, not your ex-husband. I love what you're saying. And I, I feel like that's why I, nowadays I call myself a confidence therapist because confidence is at the core of everything, really. And, you know, I, I define confidence a little bit different than a lot of people. I believe that it's about experience, right? So if you don't have experience around being lovable or being sexy or dating or flirting, then you are going to feel not really confident at doing that, right? And so it takes like positive exposure to something over and over again till you you do get evidence of something different, which is what you were just talking about, Rob. So I, I, I love that. And that's why I also... You know, when I had my red dress moment, as I call it, and Rob, I know you know the story. (laughs) You know the story. I mean, I'm not going to go into the whole story, but just it it pertains to what we're talking about. I mean, I was that frumpy, like really frumpy mommy with big, ginormous black clothes, you know, after the divorce happened and I'm looking in the mirror and I still couldn't get out of my own way. And here in my head, I knew and I, I knew I had to do something different. I knew the answers. I did all this inner work and blah, blah, blah that everyone tells you to do, but I, I couldn't move. And it wasn't until I moved, meaning I, I actually went to the store and I said, I need to see something different. I need evidence that I, I am different. Because what's going on in my head is analysis paralysis. And this is why I moved from a traditional therapist to a coach, because I believe we all need that action. I know, Rob, you're all about action too, right? And so I I went all over the store and what am I doing? I'm pulling all the black clothes again, because we all go back to our comfort zone, what we know. So I have an arm load full of black clothes that were two sizes too big. And this personal shopper, it always takes that person who has that voice who said, ma'am, I think you should try this on. And she held up that red dress. And I looked at her like, you got to be crazy. That is not my size. And it's really not my color. And she said, honey, that is your size. That is your color. Try it on. Just like that. 
And I call my red dress moment. So it's like she hit me over the head with that. And I, I'm like, you know, she's right. I need, I need to do this. So I, I slipped it on like Cinderella. I twirl around. I look in the mirror and oh my God, I'm like, there she is. Like I hadn't seen her. I just, I didn't see that princess that I saw before me. Like it, and it really was like that almost fairy tale kind of feeling. But here's the thing. I, I bought that dress that day. I, I still didn't really believe it yet. I, I needed to collect more evidence to your point, Rob. So I had to wear that. I had to marinate in that. And I had to receive men's attention and being okay with that because I recognized that the black clothes I had before was an invisible cloak for me. I, I, I was scared. I was truly scared to be seen. And so that's why I really enjoy like helping both men and women with their marketing and the way they're putting themselves out there because it's the quickest gateway into giving evidence of something different. And so any of you going through a divorce... There's a transformation that always happens, Rob. I don't know if you went through it too, but like, it's it's an opportunity to better yourself, to you know, get new clothes, to get into fitness, to reinvent yourself in the way that feels good, and that is part of confidence. The outer and the inner, there's a symbiotic relationship between the two. It's not superficial. So it's when you get divorced. I love it. Yeah, the divorce. Yeah. Okay. So right. Absolutely. The the you know the thing is, and and I I hope that the ladies will really take heart to what I'm saying. A lot of women have complaints. They've gotten that COVID weight. They call it COVID weight. Um, I want to give them the reality from a male perspective. Um, women, as well as men, like confidence. Confidence is by far one of the sexiest attributes you can have. Oh, yeah. And what I wanted to bring up is, is I have a friend that would be considered overweight, a little bit larger, and she's um, not someone who would consider very sexy. And all of our circle of friends are blown away um, by the fact, and, you know, upset about the fact that her dance card is full, like full because of her confidence. She owns who she is and she takes no prisoners. And I just want you to know that from a man's perspective, you don't have to have the perfect body. What you have to have is confidence and owning who you are. It is exhausting. Before before I got married, I was with this woman and she was so obsessed with her weight and her makeup and her beauty and super, super high maintenance. And her it was so exhausting. And I would have just preferred her to just own her and wear no makeup and just because she was awesome. But her life was overshadowed by, I have to be perfect. I have to be perfect. I have to be perfect. And you really don't. What men find incredibly sexy is confidence, owning who you are. It's like you do you, boo, and that's how you're going to get a full dance card. Bam. Love it. As a hush falls over the stage. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm like, I don't know. That was a pretty good, strong ending to the story. No, I was that a mic drop moment? It was a mic drop moment, but no, I actually was reflecting on something that a guy that I was coaching once told me because I. I often go into the field. I mean, before COVID hit, I would do these wing girl sessions and I was trying to get from this guy what he found sexy. And there's this like tall blonde walked in front of him. And I said, so do you think she's sexy? And he's like, you know, she's pretty, but yeah, no, she's not sexy. I said, hmm, interesting. Then about 30 seconds later, this other woman walked by and she's a little bit heavier set. And but boy, was she working it. You could just tell like she loved her body and she moved like just with ease and sensibility. And and then she kind of paused and looked into his eyes and smiled and kept on going. I said, so do you think she's sexy? He goes, yes. oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I said, well, so what was it? Like, what's the difference? He's like, you know, the first one was pretty, but she wasn't sexy because she didn't, she didn't look comfortable with herself. That second one, that is super hot. I don't care what age, ethnicity, weight a woman is. If she loves her body, that is super attractive. And I tell people that all the time. It's not about the other person. When you love you, that's when other people will too. End of story. Absolutely. And I'll, and we're going to wrap things up, but I wanted to say one thing, and it's what I find a, a big key to success in my relationship with my wife, Tanya. And that is, first of all, and we've done this since our we started a relationship, is we choose to be with each other every single day. That's our commitment. We make that decision every single day, and we have both agreed that I am in no way responsible for her happiness. My job to be the best husband that I can be is to be the happiest that I can possibly be. And that's my job, is to be as happy as I can be. I can't make her happy. She's in charge of being happy for herself. And when I make myself as happy and content as I can be, it makes for a very, very beautiful relationship because it's very stressful and there's a lot of strain if you're responsible for your partner's happiness. It's exhausting. Oh, yeah. I mean, you expend so much energy worrying about if you're doing it right or pleasing the other person. And I, I think that's a, a big mistake I see so many over caretakers do when they don't put enough emphasis on yourself. And you mentioned about the divorce, you know, a lot of times when people break up, this is an opportunity to really like be selfish. I hate to say it, but it, it's a beautiful thing to be able to recognize and realize all the gifts that you have, that you are. And it's both what you, Rob, and I are talking about. That's that happiness. And that happiness radiates. That's what becomes the attractive factor. Absolutely. All right. So how would someone get a hold of you? There are so many ways. So obviously the easiest is to go to my website is Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y Seltzer.com. But all my social media handles are now at Kimmy Seltzer. So it's super easy. And of course, my podcast, Charisma Quotient. And I'm happy to give a free gift to your listeners as well if, if they wanted to, awesome. especially if they're looking to transform their style after... Um, 
COVID land, right? <laughs> it's a perfect opportunity. Um, and there's crazy deals out there. So I have a free style guide for both men and women. And that's a super fun way to learn about your body type and what flatters your figure and what to stay away from. I do these virtual makeovers that are super fun. So, you know, people often take it to the next step and I do an hour session with them and rock out your style and even do virtual shopping with you. Nice. How do they get that? Well, if they, I will send you the link that your, your listeners can download, but you can also go to my site and get that free style guide as well. Super great. Kimmy, thank you so much for being you. You do it great. I love, I adore you. I am humbled to be your friend and thank you for sharing just incredible wisdom. Oh, thank you. And so likewise, and thanks for having me, Rob. And that is a wrap. I want you all to take time to breathe. Don't let fear stop you and live a life of inspired action. Until next time. Thank you for listening to the Living the Law of Action show with Mr. Action, Rob Actis. Please rate, review, and subscribe.